before we can celebrate the resurrection on Sunday, we need to contemplate the cross, the horrors that Jesus experienced beginning on that Thursday night and going all the way through the next day, the horrors that the righteous Son of God did not deserve to experience. You're listening to Passion Week, a devotional podcast from the Calvary Cast, a ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. These podcasts serve as daily devotionals, walking you through the events of Passion Week, the week leading up to Jesus' crucifixion, death, and resurrection from the dead. Thursday, April 2nd, 33 AD. And on the first day of the unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, Where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. They are prepared for us. And the disciples set out and went to the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he came from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garment, he resumed his place at the table, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves, for I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they have eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes out as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another, which of them it could be who was going to do this. And they were very sorrowful, and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. So when Jesus had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that, because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, Buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. 
And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is greater, one who reclines at table or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my Father assigned to me, a kingdom, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And Jesus taught his disciples a new commandment, that they were to love one another as he had loved them. Jesus taught his disciples that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus taught them that he would not leave them alone. He would send another helper, even the Spirit of Truth. And when they have sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. On the Mount, Jesus continued to teach his disciples. He is the true vine, and his Father is the vine dresser. Jesus also taught, If the world hates you, Know that it has hated me before it hated you. In front of his disciples, Jesus prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given me. After he prayed, Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. In the garden, called Gethsemane, he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came in, found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise and let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. We have now come to Thursday of the Passion Week, and on this night we know that Jesus went into the upper room with his disciples to observe the Passover feast. 
During this particular Passover, Jesus spends time with his disciples, institutes the Lord's Supper, gives them many wonderful promises about the coming of the Holy Spirit, and really seeks to comfort and encourage them. He said in John's Gospel that his desire was to leave them with peace. He even washes their feet in a demonstration of his servant love for them. As we remember from yesterday's reading, at this Passover meal, Jesus was completely aware that he was going to the cross the next day. He knew that night was the night of his betrayal and that he would soon be in the custody of his enemies undergoing indescribable pain and suffering. And yet what we see is that Jesus turns his attention on his disciples and seeks to encourage and instruct them. Jesus' heart is such that even though he is undergoing suffering and knows what he's about to endure, he is trying to alleviate the suffering of others. Now, after the Passover feast, Jesus heads to the Garden of Gethsemane. Here he confesses to his disciples the inner turmoil he's beginning to experience. His soul was so incredibly disturbed, it felt like he could die. He was experiencing the inner suffering prior to the physical suffering of the cross. He was beginning to experience the horrors of the wrath of God before he even got to the cross. Jesus was experiencing the curse for us. He, for the first time, was beginning to experience divine displeasure. He was becoming sin for us. Isaiah prophesied about this many years before when he said, It was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. The emotional pain was so intense for Jesus and the prospect of the cross so overwhelming, Jesus pled with the Father that if there were any other way other than the cross, any other way to save his people, that God would provide it. The answer from heaven, of course, was silence because there was no other way. In order for us to be saved and have a right relationship with God the Father, to be forgiven of our sins and given eternal life, it required that God's only Son, Jesus, go to the cross and pay for our sins. I think that before we can celebrate the resurrection on Sunday, we need to contemplate the cross. The horrors that Jesus experienced beginning on that Thursday night and going all the way through the next day. The horrors that the righteous Son of God did not deserve to experience. The horrors that you and I do but will never face because of Jesus. Aren't you glad that Jesus submitted to the Father's will for the cross? Aren't you glad that Jesus loved you all the way through the cross? Spend some time today praising Jesus for what he suffered on your behalf. 
and then let that gratitude and love spur you on to live your life for Him. The Calvary Cast is a ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. Visit calvarybiblechurchgj.org for more information about Calvary. You can subscribe to the Calvary Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.